Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And boom goes the dynamite. It is Saturday night. Kevin Ely and I are back to bring you a brand new episode of the boom. The world has ended. We now know who, who, who is the devil. And we have had three brand new champions crowned tonight on AW World's End. Kevin, how's it going? It's the end of the world, and I feel fine. <laughs> this is a this was a show kevin first of all we've not all, spoken I'm, about this at all like it was literally no, like the zero. show ended and then it was like hey when are we going so we we have not pre-gamed this not one even bit. one word not one word um so it was an interesting pay-per-view for me because i've been exhausted today so yeah. i watched all the pre-show and okay. about half the the early matches, I slept straight through maybe three matches, but I woke <laughs> up fully for the for the Julia Hart match and okay. everything on. And I enjoyed everything I saw early. I enjoyed everything I saw late. There's a couple things I'm gonna go back and watch tomorrow. But um I don't know how I feel about some of this, Kevin. I don't know how I feel. I'm going to work my emotions out with you right here, right now, with you, with Larry Sternshine. Uh, also appreciate everybody already showing up in the chat. Looks like we've got 35 viewers right now. Can we make it 37 again? <laughs> I saw 37. There we go. Right there, Kevin, 37. We're not going to talk Operator about what's happening by. at the moment. That's right. Uh, I want to know in the chat, what was what was everyone's favorite match? And what did you think? Of not not just the devil, but the devil's crew as well. And of course, everybody now knows if you're here, I don't think it's a spoiler to say the mm -hmm. devil was Adam Cole, like a lot of people predicted. Maybe they should have given this to us a couple weeks ago, just because man, it took a long time to show us the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> long, long, long build for the kingdom. Long live the case. Yeah. The king hey, is dead. Shipman. Long live the kingdom. There you go. Wardlow uh, was a nice touch. I'll say that little addition. Yeah. At the same yeah. time, it was, I'm, I'm trying to sort out my feelings because on one hand it was like the least surprising option. Like it was the yes. most obvious yes. thing for them to do 100%. at the same time. Like, I'm glad that they didn't just scramble to do something shocking that wouldn't have made any sense just to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed they didn't come up with something 
better. If that makes a little any better, sense. yeah, a little better. Yeah, let's see. It was, so, but it still was. It worked. It worked for me. It absolutely worked. Um, from Sam, the Devil's Crew wasn't a surprise to me. And then also we had this from Miguel Rubio. Agree with Sam. Agree with Sam. Mox Kingston was incredible. Yeah, I liked a lot of the early matches, particularly on the the buy-in. I don't think that's what they called it, but um, zero hour, zero hour. Thank you very much. Um, Barry Allen says MJF to WWE. That's right, MJF to WWE confirmed right here. <laughs> that's it. Now Barry Allen um, has uh, broken the Speed Force and uh, ch- that's absolutely the future. He knows and has come back to tell us. Yeah, maybe he can. <laughs> Maybe he can go back and prevent rollout, and we can just get our best selves back into the right timeline. It was a very good. I, I really did enjoy the match, uh, the main event, a lot. Um, again, until I know I don't love the the Devil's Crew and the Devil because I'm not excited about it. And when the match came off, I thought, oh, I guess everybody mm-hmm. was right. And uh, <laughs> but you know. At its core, Wardlow, um, Adam Cole, and was uh am I incorrect in saying um old boy was in there uh with the neck. With Roderick, the yeah. There Y'all, was Taven just, Bennett, Roddy, yeah, yeah, and uh and Wardlow. If we could just lose Taven and Bennett, I know they're good wrestlers, I'm well aware. Yeah, but um also for anybody new watching me right now. I have a serious sleep disorder, which makes me forget names a lot. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, it's a that's game gonna, we play. That's, that's gonna, exactly. That's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Um, at some point, Kevin, you and I are going to be unbeatable. Um, <laughs> we'll unbeatable. have to go on a password or whatever the, yeah, exactly. the game is. Yeah, it'll be a great party game. I'll just be able to read your face and know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man. I'm, so apparently, I'm sorry. No. I want to throw this up here right now. Um, Sam says, thanks for not disabling your chat like the AEW media scrum. Well, I don't blame him today. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man. Okay, go go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Let's let's get serious here. Oh, no. I, That's what we can do. My takeaway from tonight is, okay, like everyone's sort of like, okay, great. It's kind of no. what we expected. It yeah. happened. Everyone's relieved that it happened. Finally, we have some direction. But like, what what do we do from here? Like, yeah, it does it to me. It's like the the fact that it didn't end with one of like the the dev, the devil's crew does not have the world title, right? Right. They, they took yeah. out MJF, but like the whole point of this, I thought, was to for someone to win a title. So like now how is this crew now going to show that they're on a higher in the pecking order than like the Callis family or, yeah. um, you know, BCC or so, you know, some, so these other Best factions, friends. like it's just great. You have a yeah. new faction and the new faction is people who were a joke act like three days ago. Yeah. So I, and, I like and, the and fact the leader, that they all were like stern and serious and like, yeah. you know, Roddy didn't have the glasses. Was and this a, a dark order callback? Is that what that what was? was? That? Maybe that was. Yeah, that. I so, think so. It's almost there. <laughs> um, and, and the, the big problem, ones. I think, sorry about that. The big problem, I think for me was the one guy in the faction who you could put the title belt on can't wrestle. 
can't wrestle right it's now. It's not going to be wrestling for who knows how long. Yeah. He's there's simply lots... the mastermind. Right. And there's lots of, and that seems to be how they're positioning him, literally. Yeah. Because he's sitting in the chair. Yeah. I did like that reveal when he came with the lights and he's sitting in the chair and he's just got the, yeah. you know, he plays that really well. I he had um, that boot on, that strap on boot, you know, yeah. uh, it wasn't a plaster cast or anything, but like, there's lots of speculation of like, was he really hurt this bad? Was it an injury? But they were playing it out. And so, like, to me, if he's not, if, I'd been thinking that he's not as hurt as they've been playing. Yeah. But to me, if he's, if he's able to do anything right now, they would have done it. Like, yeah, exactly. If he could, if he could have super kicked him with that cast, he would have, or if he could have revealed or <laughs> like really Garrett, great. as Garrett Gonzalez called us, they didn't give us the Kaiser Sosa moment where he takes the cast off and he reveals that he doesn't, you know, his limp is fake. I wondered that. I wondered that after the, the lights came back on, by the way, overdoing it with the lights. Really? Yep. Yeah. Um wait, what's what do we have here? <laughs> like it's good to have Larry, you. you just made my night. Also, Mel G, welcome to the chat. Glad to have you here. Um oh man, there's just so much. There's so much there. What did you think of the match, Kevin? Um it was good. He's you know, MJF's just got such a simple uh oh no. Oh no, we're gonna pause. For oh, a now we're talking. Yeah, I made an open call to anyone who wants to run in. I'm um, bringing her in right now. Guest. Oh, what? Sorry, we both clicked it. Hi, <laughs> you guys. You just like clicked the thing at the same. <laughs> we're we both the same We're time. both trying to get you in so bad. What? Did, okay, Mal. What did you think of the main event? I I mean I thought the main event was okay. So I... <laughs> when everyone has to pause and think for a second. No, because I... It's a little tricky when you start living in this world we live in and mm -hmm. you start to, like, be someone who gets information. Yeah. You yeah. get... For months. I mean, something someone... <clears throat> People don't understand that, like, long-term storytelling is something that in the wrestling business is something that's sort of part of the business of the inside. Mm -hmm. Is that someone could tell you something 18 months ago, and then suddenly it shows up on a show. Yeah. <laughs> and so in this case, it wasn't that many months ago. And I had somebody say something to me that led me to believe that this outcome might happen. And then I ran it by somebody else I trusted where I said, did you hear this? And they said, yeah. And I went, huh? So I was like, all right. So I was mostly, I, I was basically prepared for this outcome. Like I hate mm -hmm. to say it, but to the like, but I'm a nerd. So from an outside <laughs> perspective, like from a strictly, and I remember this every day, I remind myself every day because I will go out in public. Okay, I'll tell you what I told Sam. You guys will both appreciate this. So I went to my local library, which is mm -hmm. tiny, and I live in a tiny town, and they have one wrestling book, uh -huh. one book, uh -huh. Uh -huh. okay, it's from 2011, Okay. It's the WWE 2011 guide to the superstars and it's filed <laughs> under youth 
and it's filed under youth adult nonfiction. <laughs> youth adult nonfiction. Youth adult nonfiction. And wow. every time I try and like get really serious about this thing, I remind myself that the tiniest library in the world still qualifies this as Young adult nonfiction. Yeah. And as someone who worked in a bookstore and worked the kids section, because I just have a predisposition to being a caregiver on that level, I was uh -huh. like, that brings me great joy. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's something people need to remember. Yeah. So when tonight happened, like long story, really shortened, I, it was like, the possibility had been opened up to me. So when it presented itself, I was not surprised. Mm -hmm. But I thought that given the fact that I knew what was going to happen mm -hmm. and the kids didn't and probably enjoyed the outcome because it was a good mm -hmm. change. Because this was a big yeah. change. Right. From right. what we've been dealing with. I just felt like, yeah good job like yeah i knew what you guys were doing you got there you brought me there it makes sense the long-term goal of this which will make itself clear in 2024 to people i think will actually be better okay. i think um also i'm um one of the uh what i think you guys are in the uh half dozen plus on the fight game media network of us who think that max has signed and just yeah, it's yeah. like we're there we're there so yeah I, mean, I have a real life example of what you're talking about because you know i've been detailing every week my uh, daughter's journey of being a yes, very casual yes. francesca's uh, journey uh, yes. is i'm blessed week you said <laughs> i made sure and remembered her name this time oh, I think that's sweet <laughs> No, you don't, uh, Brad, it's you and Brad particularly, Brad, who's our listener uh -huh. and follower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I love, and I've talked to Sam about this a lot, because mm. it's just my background also, is that I love hearing what you're, it's to me, and I think in the community, I think in our fight game community, in the Discord, and we're mm. always like, James and you every week, it's like, what'd she <laughs> think about it? What'd she think about it? Even yeah. the day you were there, like, half yeah. of what was going on that was fun about that thread was all of us finding out what Francesca thought about right. every little detail. Yeah, 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 and 100%. Was, like, of us who care about wrestling like yeah. she's the one who's going to be in the future getting yeah. her kids to be nerds about this silliness maybe it hasn't quite taken yet so yeah she's <laughs> the but first I mean, step you know, yeah. it's, baby steps yeah it yeah starts and then they take right. a big pause and yes, then they yes. come back to it that's kids. that's what's that's what's that's what's fun about it is sitting and watching it through the really through the eyes of someone who really is not that yeah. invested in it at all. Right. And you're it's not like, pressuring it it. her. That's no. the beauty of it. Yeah. Like, whereas a lot of people would try to like inflict or like try to live <laughs> vicariously. Sorry. <laughs> that's how my wife I, sees it. <laughs> I feel like you two understand that, that feeling mm -hmm. on some yeah. level, but yeah. like, 
in her case and in the case of someone like Kathy Brad's daughter as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And even Emily, it's very organic. It's mm-hmm. not that their dad said, come be a wrestling fan. It's mm-hmm. that my dad's a wrestling fan or my mom's a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And I started to tiptoe in there yep. and I picked the things what I love about you guys, especially her and Francesca and Kathy both, is like they pick their own things and they may oh, not yeah. be the same things as you. No. Mm-hmm. That's and what's that's funny. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> yeah. She, so it's really fun. Like you're watching very, each she, other. Yeah. Right. And so watching it through her eyes is a completely different, like being in the Discord discussing the minutiae with, you know, people my age with my experience who have so much history and you can just drop culture right and then at the same time just watching with her who's like if it bores me i'm going to leave the room is so fun uh and then tonight especially because she actually is invested in mjf as a character like she got into him because of the scarf and Mm -hmm. and and because uh um uh mid got over on tiktok right so So that was like a year and a half ago, but now, so she would ask about him, you know? And so she's actually invested. She watched all in main event with me. I'm not all, yeah, all in, you know? And so she knew the Adam Cole storyline and she knew the thing about MJF being a jerk who, you know, was redeemed by his friend and discovered the true power of friendship and all the stuff, you know, but she still likes the idea that he's a jerk and, you know, so she's like into it. And then, so to then tonight I'm sitting here, like you said, getting little bits of information here and there, this is going to happen. That, that may happen. There might be these people, but I'm not sharing any of it. And so tonight she's like, do you think I'll win? You know, she always, she calls Samoa Joe the cookie man. <clears throat> I know. And I she's love like, that. <laughs> she's like, you think, she's like, what if the cook, what if the cookie man's the devil? And I was like, the cookie man could be the devil, but you know, he's just working with him. And and so then tonight when he lost, she was shocked. Like, just like what he, lo- I mean, does that happen? You know, this is the first time she's seen like a big major <laughs> yeah. world title change, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know, you know, whatever. And then when Cole, she's like, oh, his friends can, you know? And then when the lights went, <laughs> I mean, it just to see someone go through and not be like the reaction to the lights going out and not the reaction, not being, here's what I think is going to happen. It's is instead of the reaction being what's going to happen is so like refreshing. And so that part was really fun yeah. because, you know, sometimes I think we get so caught up in like critiquing as we watch. You go, no, you go. I was just going to say the one thing that I'm really going to take from tonight is my sheer disappointment at the, the ending of the library story. Cause I was really hoping it was going to be you running in the library, slapping your hand on the desk saying, give me everything you've got on Adam Cole and working it out on like the board behind you with the strings. Like Morgan Freeman and seven. Dude. Yeah. Just like, yeah. That's <laughs> that would have been great. It took me like, okay, so I, and bless it. Cause like the whole state of Michigan has a library cooperative and my library is part of it, but they right. have like their two biggest, like most important books are Dave's tributes, one and two books. And it right. took me, I had to order them through the big catalog, the state catalog, and it took them two weeks to get here. 
And I, I love it now because, I mean, I'm like card catalog age. I'll date myself easily and happily. Mm-hmm. Me and you both. And so Kevin. I'm like, I now I can go online and from my living room, I can like order the thing. And if it's any library anywhere in Michigan has it. And I was like, when I, I looked up a lot of stuff. And the two Dave Meltzer books they have in the whole cooperative are Tributes 1 and Tributes 2. And I have one in my possession right now. It took me two weeks to get it. <laughs> it's and I had to renew day. my loan it's into January so I can yeah. sit through it because I'm that nerd. But I want to read it. And, oh, man, it's, I mean, we I could go on forever because it's got pictures. And I wasn't, like, into the I nerdy part. That. Yeah. When it has like so I didn't do I didn't do magazines. Like I have friends that were magazine nerds, but like I mm-hmm. didn't do periodicals for wrestling. Right. I did it for my stuff, but not wrestling. So it, it's been really Teen fun. Beat. You were reading Teen Beat, weren't you? Oh, Bop, Teen Beat, oh, Tiger. Oh, yeah. Tiger I have I am shamelessly like I don't care. You know. Tiger Beat and Bop were my uh, <laughs> other than Entertainment Weekly, of course, which I enjoyed. And like, you know, because oh, yeah, I just that, every yeah. I figured out that the uh, people's most beautiful people was mm-hmm. a work immediately. Yeah, like yeah. I knew I was a wrestling nerd, I just didn't <laughs> figure it out until yeah, the last that's, like that's what I tell people, yeah, five to seven years, <laughs> I would say. I, I truly believe. That if you have a friend who you can speak to about anything, politics, whatever, in wrestling terms, you can get to the the like the root of a matter so much more quickly. Like so everything's much more a work. Everything's yeah. baseline is a work. Yeah. Everything. everything. The amount of the amount of times I have to explain a wrestling metaphor to someone in my workplace <laughs> and and have them go, Oh, I oh yeah, I understand that, you know. Yeah. So you guys will love this. I was uh, hanging with some peeps back before the plague, and we were doing a pub crawl in Ann Arbor region, which is Mm -hmm. College Town. Right. And they were playing shuffleboard, the big shuffleboard, because Michigan is big on bar games. We are bar game capital, like cornhole. Yeah. Professional cornhole on TV, partially because of Michigan. Okay, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I watched the cornhole Super Bowl at uh, Thanksgiving Uh, Day. We have like a more was in the finals. We have a not so secret secret cornhole league that just ran. It's like pickup cornhole at the brewery that I'm a regular at. It's hilarious, but oh my god! It's yeah, it's yeah, the dark deep. Someday, different podcast. But the idea here, I think that well, oh, I was getting to something with that, and now I totally lost my train of thought because it's that time of night. But <laughs> it was, it's. I think it all came back to the idea of like everything being like having that like yeah, underlying work. work, where mm-hmm. it's yeah. like you can see it and you know how it functions, and I think it's a valuable skill. <clears throat> I mean. It'll be good for your daughter because she'll be like, she'll be like, okay, at least I know if you don't know who the mark in the room is, it's probably you. (laughs) Yes, I need to to write that one down. That's a great place to start from. You need to wake her up tomorrow with that one, Kevin. Like bring her a cup of coffee and be like, I have a valuable life lesson for you. Yes, 
yes. honey, you need to I'll hear sit this. Sit down with Mel. I'll set up a call. If you guys want to kick me off anytime, let me know. But I'm here otherwise. No, you're good. No, I'm good. We're wait. We're waiting for the the rest of the cornhole revelations. Um, oh, I mean, I'm here for. I have a. This is not a joke, James. I, I don't have a friend whose adult son is a professional cornhole player. My God, he's got to be good. He is good too. Okay. That's I've got more weird. Michigan questions, by the way. I have a sister-in-law who's from Michigan, and okay. there's a lot of crazy I'm trying to watch my language. A lot of crazy things she does that are supposedly Michigan things. And I don't pure believe it. I think she's pure Michigan crazy. things. She's pure Michigan. Pure Michigan. Pure Michigan. That's pure Michigan. our uh... is that it? So back in I think the nineties-ish, they okay. started the campaign the and I know you guys get this because you've lived in states where they had to run the campaign for the state to come visit our random state that mm-hmm. no one gives yes. a f about. Yes. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, right. So Pure Michigan was mm-hmm. and and back in the late eighties nineties they started running a big thing and I remember because I'm from Southern Maine so I remember the campaign running in my area because I'm also from a state that's obviously a seasonal uh you know tourist yeah. state. So they were pammering us like you want to come visit our state and so it's so funny because ultimately I end up here and they have when you enter the state because I do a lot of uh we we leave for Ren Fairs by car mm-hmm. and then re or or Ren Fairs and wrestling shows so all carny shit all the time. Right. That's the name of your next podcast. Okay. Ren Fairs and wrestling shows. Oh, there you go. Okay, say cool. And I have plenty of people that I can bring on to it because like Absolutely. you guys would all love to come meet my Ren Fair talent people oh, just as much as the wrestling talent people that, that we all a- get to meet. I'd be but anyway, to... that's again another podcast. We'll be here all night. No. But like, so pure pure Michigan is very much uh, what. So anytime something happens like that, like so Excalibur's from Michigan, Dan Housen's from Michigan, uh, Allison K is from Michigan, Motor City Machine Guns are from Michigan, mm-hmm. Motor City. Wrestling, you you guys may or may not be voters, but you should definitely get on board my uh, Motor City Machine Guns in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame campaign. Absolutely. Oh, I yeah, hundred percent. So I'm, I am I'm, not a voter. Well, I play one on podcasts. Listen, you could be one at any moment, though. <laughs> yeah, you it's never the know. The magical really thing have... of the owl shows at my house and. I really should have pursued. You're a smart this. person. This is like the first time I've. This is the first time you and I have ever gotten to hang out together on a thing. That's true. What? I feel like I feel like I, it hasn't because we listen to each other so much. But and you have taken my spot when I've gone to my right. dorky Ren Fair stuff. When I switch <laughs> up my dorky wrestling stuff for my dorky Ren Fair stuff. Yeah. So, and I appreciate Kevin- it. But you and I have never gotten to hang out together. And sometimes well, I'm either. like, that guy and I can nerd out for hours. Yeah. But <laughs> that's how this show that's started. This about. Okay. I know Larry had things to say because he even said in the Discord he had things to say. So Yeah. Larry, he's... if you wanna if you wanna hop on, um Oh, you just popped him on there. Oh, oh I had I popped on his, his latest comment 
from the uh Tony Storm will only answer questions that the person gives her a New Year's resolution. Followed um, by Well, that's too bad then because I reject resolutions. Uh I don't believe in resolving. I believe in evolving. <laughs> wow. <So. Okay. laughs> I think that you don't I make I make New Year's evolutions, not New Year's. I'm a New Year's because, revolution type guy. Because like, I think uh like don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah, know? for sure. Speaking of which, a lot of people thought Eddie Kingston was being set up for failure against John Moxley, and he pulled it out anyway, as I think a, a lot of people in our circle predicted. But man, even though we kind of knew what was going to happen, it was a great ride. It was a great ride. The hug afterwards, all that, it was fantastic. It was. The yellow boots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The little the little things like that. Uh, it was right thing to do and it was the right person to do it with because yeah, we all know right that john too. moxley didn't need that triple crown and mm. for all the things that have been going on for the last several months like we can't deny that the c2 has been an overwhelming success that we yeah. need to see more of and oh yeah it's been my favorite thing of the year easy Totally. Uh, they and, like yeah. got back on track and almost seemed like they were listening to us. Almost. <laughs> Called you almost. one of them's one of them's listening. One of them's listening. It uh um, it, it and it was kind of like you said you were mentioning earlier about like when you hear things or you spend time predicting things, like I think sometimes you can trick yourself into not being enthusiastic about an outcome because it's the most obvious one. And right. Like, so Eddie going through this, putting the belts on the line and going through all the way to the end, coming into the underdog, finishing fourth in points out of the four, out of the five yeah. semifinalists, and then beating the guy he's never beaten in the history of the show. And it's had a three-year rivalry against to win it is like, oh, well, it's so obvious. Yeah. But it's also awesome. Yeah. It was like, great. <laughs> And I really appreciate that his first two wins in AEW came against Brian Danielson and um, John Moxley here. It's very impressive. <laughs> it finally, finally eked out a couple of wins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just they were at the right time, you know? Took a while. Yeah. I mean, we're not counting all the Japanese ones because those don't count in storyline no. here in no. America. But <laughs> no, oh, I think man. it was the right thing to do. And. Sometimes the simplest answer is the right answer, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think wrestling, especially like in a day and age when we're always constantly way overthinking it, like, mm -hmm. and you could have delivered it kind of like half assed, but they actually, what you knew, I mean, it's those two. They're good, they're friends, they're smart wrestlers, like, they're going to bring the noise. They did it. It felt good. Like, mm -hmm. I'm glad that it did was... the ending surprise you guys. Like I was like not ready for it. Like when it happened, I was like, "Oh, oh, at the, like just the timing of it, yeah, ending. yeah, yeah." Timing wise, yes, I it almost felt like he was following a um, like a backstage, like a stage management. Like I was mm -hmm. a stage manager, so like there was a plan, you know, there were mm -hmm. marks that you had to hit. It almost felt like that might be going on. 
Right. But it's AW, so right. I that like would be just silly. <laughs> Miguel Rubio says Kingston's defeated every member of the the Blackpool Combat Club. I did right, not was the last one. realize that. That's... He had to be wow. He had already Ooh. beaten Yuta and he had to beat and he had never beaten Claudio and he had never right. beaten uh Danielson. And it's both good of because... them had wins over him. Well, he no, he had beaten through. Claudio, sorry. He had he beat him okay. for the title, but well, even John Hughes had mentioned at one point as like we need to come out of this with like the storylines that have been built, like preserved. And mm, I think that right. this match leaves you those about that ability if you can Yeah. Mold that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. That's a good one. That's fun to work with. You could mess with people's mm-hmm. minds where it's like, I beat your whole faction. <laughs> <laughs> Just me. I, I'm really disappointed with myself that I didn't take some time before we went live to calculate what number belt the the um the continental, the continental, crown. Class, continental crown belt is. <laughs> I think it's number twenty eight. But doesn't it um subtract it's twenty eight minus two? Was, oh, that's right. No, that's yeah. true. So it's actually <laughs> right. negative. It's that's a negative right. number. But of titles. they they did say he can defend each belt individually. They did say that. Yes, they did. Okay. Say I that. think he's right. Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of like that because female. because to me that adds an element of it makes it harder. You know. Yeah. It's like that. I could lose any one of these at any time. Keeping the crown, keeping two. the crown together is like you know. Like a goal in itself. That's I, I kind of want to see the con- the um the AEW Continental Championship go head to head with the AEW International Championship. Ooh. Maybe they for could some reason them into an intercontinental championship. It could oh, just be this, start this, that now. The triple crown, <laughs> no one the needs crown, that. The quad crown. What kind out. of what kind of cockamamie ideas that <laughs> it'd be oh, like the trap in south park i heard of continental <laughs> they used to do it in brazil <laughs> there was a tournament once i heard about it oh i read about that yeah yeah was it a north american championship that had china on it yeah <laughs> or the the uh it was the um what was the name of that one that was before the international Oh, it was the All Atlantic, um, the All Atlantic title, and had they had the Japanese that's flag. That's what it was. It was All Atlantic, and it had like four Pacific nations. And I'm like, almost had. I, mean, it. I guess, yeah, almost. 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 I mean, they rub up against each other in small places, but well, sure. Yeah, this is an all ages. <laughs> this is an all ages podcast, Sam. Yeah. Um, or Mel. <laughs> Sorry about that, but uh. I don't remember where I was going now. Do you, um, go, do you want to keep going backwards or? Yeah, let's go backwards to Christian Cage beating Adam Copeland um, after Adam Copeland beat Christian Cage. <laughs> Speaking Again, of multiple champions, multiple yeah. champions. Is, is Luchasaurus only going to get saved when they allow Jungle Boy back on, back on the air? Oh, no. Is that going to be his savior? Is it going to be Jungle uh, Boy using oh, real glass? Oh no! Yeah, no, I hope not. Should I? Should I go first? Because like, yeah. if someone says "kill switch" one more time, um, <laughs> you might trigger mine. Switchosaurus. 
Switch there you go. That's, that's, that's the name from here on out. Like, what is that? And why are we continuing to, like... Like, Sam and I on Power Bombshells decided that a couple things should happen, and one of them was that the um, Golden Jets, like, should go away forever. And when yes. Kenny yes. comes back, no one should ever, like, we should just, no it should just it drop again. away. Yeah. Like, no yes. one should ever speak of it again. And like, what if the diverticulitis is all a work just to end the golden <laughs> just jet? to get out That's of the game? That's fine. I don't, you yeah. know, I wouldn't even care about that. I don't want him he's to like have diverticulitis. Be like, but if it's a work, he's like, like, hey, Brock, how'd you get that diverticulitis again? Like, how do you how do you get that? <laughs> yeah, I need what something, the, man. What are the symptoms? Have again? like pieces of in his his intestines removed or anything? So he's totally like he's cool. Yeah. He's like yeah. he needs he's to take a break. Clear the antibiotics and get enough thing and have a poo and get his ass out of the hospital and he's fine. Like, send him on his way. And no one can like. After a while, like a bunch of us weird podcasters would be like, "Whatever happened to the Golden Jets?" And then our co-host will be like, "Shut up! Don't ever say that Just again." Say and it it'll again. be fine. Yeah. I hope there's a random person watching who's a journalist, and tomorrow it's just going to be like. Uh, quote unquote Mel Gray, Kenny Omega should just have a poop and he'll be fine. <laughs> I hope oh, so, so too. Great. <laughs> that would be the a poo. I haven't gone viral for anything. Like, <laughs> if anyone can help Mel Gray go viral with this tonight, let's make it happen. Rock Kenny Omega on. should just have a poo. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't get the misogynist in my uh. Menchie's like lyric and Sam do like mm-hmm. the really really stupid like oh my god I could obliterate your like mm-hmm. you're not even critic they're cheap heel misogynist I mean it's so like so oh what you're god. saying is the misogynists seem to really love you in your opinion <laughs> apparently <laughs> that's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> or either that or I'm too boring to get on their radar yet. So which is fine. I don't I think they love you. Um so what did we think of the match? What do we think of Shayna? What do we think of Nick? I think this any opinions. I, I going when this match started, I thought, oh man, this show is not that fun. Like really? it was just kind of like kind of boring. Like it wasn't okay. bad. I wasn't like mad at it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was just the mood of the day or like the crowd just was, you know, I don't know. It was just New Year's, a holiday. It was just kind of like, think... ah, you know, okay. And then I... then they came out and freaking tore it down. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. like super pumped. I was about to say, man, like if everybody feels that way, it might have just been I was happy to be awake. And I, re- <laughs> I, I, really, I really liked that match. Oh, I love um, the and match. And I was, I was surprised how much I liked the match. Yeah. Let's What'd you say? See. I was Which surprised one? how much I liked the match. Oh, yeah. I was too, because I've been such a Adam Copeland hater since he came back. Like when I wouldn't even say hater, just just ambivalent. Yeah. And so I wasn't looking forward to this match at all. I didn't care one lick about it. And when he came out uh when he came out in the gear that he wore during his WrestleMania match where he went through the flaming table. And they pointed it How out. How did you know that? How, oh, they, they pointed, pointed it out. out. I missed that. I missed yeah. that. 
They did. They didn't mention that he went through fire in that outfit, but they did say this was this was the gear he wore at a famous match against Mick Foley that people still talk about to this day. And I was like, "Oh crap! There's going to be fire." <laughs> and so the they whole started thing, chanting for it. Yes, they started the chanting, arena. "We want fire!" Because they we'll, set up the table in the same place that, like, they they meant to show you what they were going to do. And I was like, "Okay, this is going to be fun." And you know, it's that weird thing that I'll always be fascinated by and never understand in wrestling that of how people who the closer they are as friends, the more awful things they will do to each other on live television because they trust each other. Uh Like those guys went all out. And now in in 20 years, we're going to see Nick, Nick, Wayne, Nick Wayne come to the ring in <laughs> like, those black pants. That hoodie. Like, oh, my God. That's, this, yeah. that's the hoodie he wore at World's End <laughs> in 2020. set his butt on fire. Yeah, when he went over to the top of a table and almost missed it. <laughs> Sam Nick. and I earlier had a fictional, uh, we had a, <clears throat> hypothetical where Beth Phoenix showed up to help on this one to kind of help uh, Mother Shayna uh, yeah. kind well, of hone cool. her skills because she's, and I asked Sam, I was like, can she do that? And she's like, yep, she's not under contract to anybody. And I tend to oh. believe her because she knows that stuff. Yeah, I always and assumed she was on some legend. So we had a whole hypothetical where she could potentially drop in for this, but I thought what they did was really like good it was better than what I expected because, yeah, I mean, we had both uh, the dream of hearing Excalibur scream, it's the Glamazon, and also just <laughs> like it was like that would really help Mother Shayna learn how to mm-hmm. do stuff that yeah. she could need to do in this yeah. angle. But they did a good job, I thought it was like, yeah, does it know if Shayna Wayne had? done anything i mean she's married to a guy who had a school and a promotion and like had she done wrestling i don't know any kind of angle i I didn't get the impression from dave and brian on observer radio that she had a ton of experience doing this so they 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 kind of had because she doesn't actually have to do anything she just sort of is like okay at this point make sure you're by this turnbuckle and you know and i even liked how they used her, you know, there's no DQ matches. It's always like the question is like, why don't, why doesn't Nick Wayne just join in the entire match, you know, to help him win? Yeah. But like, I like the fact that they held him back and he didn't get involved until Edge started threatening Mother Wayne. Oh, like, yeah. Once, I like she, that. once she interfered and he like looked at her and gave her the look that, you know, that you don't like to see. Uh, then, then he was like, then Nick Wayne gets involved. So it's like, it's not even, you know, I I like that part of it, even though it's kind of a noble thing to do, I guess, is help your mom and maybe he shouldn't be doing that. But this is a complicated story. His mom. It is. It's a complicated <laughs> family dynamic. Yeah. Co-parenting um, is never easy. No, no. It isn't. It isn't. This is, this is some very modern storytelling they're telling. Oh man. Okay, uh, Julia Hart Abaddon. What are you? What are your thoughts on that one? 
<laughs> no, I'm serious. This is I was excited about this. We were excited about this. Uh-huh. We talked about this earlier. Is that no matter how this match played out, and we obviously thought Julia Hart was gonna retain here, it was yeah. pretty obvious. But at the same time, it was like it's nice to finally see different people yeah. on different women different women different people on wrestling in the women's division mm-hmm. <clears throat> even though i have it on like you know she uh they identify as non-binary it's like mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter and they've made yeah, it very clear that yeah. they don't mind being called her because they know they're wrestling in the her division mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. fine and whatever mm-hmm. and so it's not something that bothers this is yeah. Abaddon's first pay-per-view. That's yeah. a big deal. Like, yeah. not like a pre-show. That's not zero hour. Right. Yeah. An actual pay-per-view. And for a belt, for... A, and Julia Hart has been a breath of fresh air. Even She may not be I the agree. perfect champion, mm-hmm. but she's a different champion than they've had so far. And it's well, like... Getting like more that. diversity in the women's division on there. And it wasn't just thrown together. They actually, for the last few weeks, have made a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of it being like, for two weeks, we hate each other and we're on the pay-per-view or the pre-show. Like, they actually yeah. leaned into this one and it felt like part of the card. I I really feel like they're about to try and make... Um, a big move forward with the women's division from the comment we talked about last week. I also really like, um, and, and, and the way they're presenting them here, I really like the fact that we had Willow versus Chris Statlander. We had this match, and then we had um, Tony Storm versus Rio. Five of those six women are AEW originals, and they didn't come from WWE. Um that just seeing Willow with a win, Julia Hart with a win, and facing Abaddon, that felt really, really good. That they they built these women up. They came in, they built them up. Uh, it's like Julia Hart for Julia Hart especially. I think came the far, the farthest, and um and now they're looking good. They're on pay per views. They had three female matches on this if, if you're counting Zero Hour, and mm-hmm. I really liked that <laughs> one. They had a few issues. But I really liked that match. Yeah, and i i i uh, i did the i did the math just to settle a dumb Discord dispute. But uh, okay, of, <laughs> like this is the first time they've had three women matches on the show uh-huh. in uh, thirteen months. Okay, so was, and then before that, I think there were two other pay per views that year that had in twenty twenty two that had three women's matches. And before that, I think there were none. Wow. Uh, so this was only the fourth time out of 25 pay-per-views that AEW's done that they've had more than two women's matches on it. So and then it's a step forward. And yeah. the nice thing was that, like, one of the matches was, you know, a fairly featured feud, not even a feud, but a, a story mm-hmm. between yeah. two characters that's not about... um you know, some external thing. It's not about some petty 
BS or a man or some, you know, kind of yeah. passes the Bechdel test. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Some stereotypical, you know, almost or, or at least it comes really damn close. It comes really close. <laughs> they, yeah. Stokely talks about them a lot. They just don't talk about him. And, yeah. uh, and it's just two stars ha- that, that are having issues, you know, and yeah. who's better. And so that's nice. And there's, there's hints, you know, rumors of, trying to sign new talent, you know, mm-hmm. of, of maybe well, some acquisitions that might be imminent, you know, that we also just really got Thunder, boost this back. Yeah. We got Thunder Rosa we, back maybe. And now we've got Thunder Rosa is back and that, and now we've got, um, the professor Serena Deeb yes, coming back. That was exciting. I love that video. Package. It's like, I, can't, I don't understand plus. people who don't love Serena Deeb. I oh, don't I understand. Them. And there are plenty of them. Believe me. Cause they're like, burr, burr, burr. I'm like, no, shut it's up. Cause she's real sports. Right. Yeah. It's true. You're right. I mean, and that is kind of my, I mean, when it comes to wrestling, I yeah. mean, I, believe me, I love me some shenanigans and goofery, but at the end of the day, I'm like, let's, let's have some yeah still one of my favorite moments of all time in aw was the night that moxley and max wrestled and he's like yep you're gonna see some real wrestling tonight and i was like yeah you have come up with so many great podcast names tonight like i would love to listen to shenanigans and goofery I would love it. <laughs> James, oh I am but like I've managed to name I mean Power Bombshells was my like, you know, I'm I'm not like tooting my own horn too too, but like I that was me. I just I love uh plays on you're words and and mashables. Oh yeah. You're you're a, a podcast naming machine. I, and what uh, once I lose I, this uh, guy, I'm I'm coming to you. We'll talk. <laughs> Awesome. Sweet. It's cool. It's like one My of those dungeons. It's, it's like one of those uh, D&D name generators for yeah. your yeah. character. Yeah. But, 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 but way cooler. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. So there's not a ton to say about Dooley Hard Abaddon. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, give. All right. Let's talk about the big eight man tag. I, Which one? Um, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to be more. The Sting one, the one with Sting, and let's, yeah, I slept <laughs> was, through this one, guys. Complicated. I missed the whole damn match. You did. Yeah. It was speaking of complicated. That was <laughs> yeah. uh, that was an interesting vibe in that match. Uh, <laughs> really? Yes, because I don't know if you've heard james today i've heard oh, nothing about have you the, not heard the you, uh are we going to talk about the controversies i don't want to i don't really Please wanna. i don't want to get into it but because we did and we did on our show if people want to yeah. we decided that we them, would address it a little y'all, so y'all jericho making... is jericho is flirting with cancellation basically very right hard Oh really? Uh, which yeah. to the best we'll of my knowledge has been on the horizon for some time yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's. So this is not like. Oh, is this the big thing he got? The he was NDA thing with the yeah. Okay. Yeah, with Hausman and all that. Gotcha. So it was just all well, over the place. Well, and I today. mean, let's be clear here at the beginning, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'm going to say it on your show. I said it on mine. I hope that you. If this is all me. It has nothing. This does not include Kevin Ely or uh, <laughs> James McDaniel in any way. But Dick Hausman is trash and he can F off. And if you're using a woman's trauma for your clicks and clout, then you can F all the way off. All like, the damn all way. All 
the way off. And unfortunately, yeah. I feel like a lot of this started yeah. on a guy saying something very... It was wildly speculative with no... like. If you were in a real journalism anything, mm -hmm. you would need sourcing and you would need information. And he sort of said it in an offhanded, but I know my audience Trash talking is going to... He was being a troll. Yeah, literally. And, like, well, not literally and, but he was troll, being but, a know. troll. And so, like, for me, because the first thing that I thought of as a lady was... Holy shit, I hope that this was okay with Kylie Ray because if it wasn't, F that guy because he's doing like only slightly worse than the person that actually harassed or did worse to her in the first place. Because right. mm -hmm. you're just literally being like, I know this is happening and I'm going to use it to make myself important online. Like, Twitter right. points, someone said in right. our show today. And if and, that's and, the case, right. Eesh, I'm and not only, saying and that only it's because not true. Jer right, exactly. Sorry, I'll let you finish your thought. No, it's because clearly there's an there's some smoke to this fire. Right. Mm -hmm. But that needs to be hashed out in a rational and consensual way. That woman got violated twice then if they if he did what he did. And if that's true and I ever run into him, it might get ugly. So <laughs> let's hope I never know what he looks like. Because you don't re-traumatize victims. That's yeah. right. Just no. or even try Kylie to stir up stuff so that someone much. may have already come to terms with and moved on. That's none you of know. his right. It's, it's none, none of his, his business. business. Especially that all it was doing was just replying to someone talking trash to another lawyer about some dumb punk story. And it. it's like it's it's completely mm -hmm. irrelevant. Yes. Um, yes. So, but anyway, as the yeah. Internet tends to do, yeah. sides were taken, tribes were formed. The, the, and, the, uh, the uh, what do we call it? The court of... The shame court of public opinion that is the internet now. Right. So, Chris Jerick, if you if you paid attention to, I knew things were going to get weird when I saw Tony Khan tweet during the Chris Statlander match. You know his traditional justified this is awesome chance for the Chris Statlander match, and all the replies were just people with blue checks going. Why did you know? Why is Chris Jericho on the show? Why why haven't you fired him? How can how dare you put him on the show? And thought, oh boy, this could be a little weird. First time ever I've ever heard people boo during Judas. Uh, when they're when the people are singing, and, and having, every time uh... he got in the ring, people stopped booing Don Callis to boo Chris Jericho. Yeah, during the match. Uh. And it was very bizarre. And you could tell Chris Jericho was not really prepared for it. Didn't really know what to do. I think he genuinely didn't know what to do because the best thing for him to do would be ignore it. But he's, you know, his instincts are to play into whatever the crowd's doing. So he kind of just had to go through the motions. But I think it, and also he just didn't look good in the match. He just physically uh, wasn't doing very well, I think. We but, felt like if you flip this with the Willow Statlander match, that yeah. would have been better, or just leave oh, yeah. it off entirely because right. of what was going on. Yeah. But in general, 
I was surprised. I mean, you heard Kylie Ray chance. You heard NDA, NDA chance. chance. There was a there was a sign prominently displayed in the uh, yep. art camera section that said uh, "World's NDA." Yeah. Uh, so there were people who were trying to, uh, and, and in the same way, I'm like, I, I feel the same about those people who are chanting that, you know, it's like, you think you're being supportive of someone, but you're not, you're just using a controversy that involves a human being to boo a heel. Who's not even a heel. Like you're just, and you're just trying to play smart. Well, and you yeah. don't know, like the problem with this story right now. And because like a lot of the reason that, speaking out wasn't taken seriously is because it devolved into you guys might be more into this is that you guys remember Gamergate were either of you familiar with yeah so that was about journalism wasn't it it was it was extremely about journalism (laughs) and explicitly was a female journalist who was getting favors from male people inside of the uh it's the same thing that we get a lot where it's like the only reason that we're here is because we want to sleep with wrestlers or because we want to like get things from them or whatever and it's like we can't possibly be anything else and so that was very much in that same vein. And so Gamergate, but very, and women were threatened. I mean, that was a mess. And it, and I see so many threads of Gamergate in the way that women and people who support them and just the entire sort of culture of, it's because we don't know the difference between journalism and media creation anymore. Like there's mm-hmm. like, no, it's like some people sign up to be journalists and some people are people that are making videos on yeah, on the YouTubes. And it's like, this is my opinion versus this is my journalistic thingy and a source thing and what, but when Nick Hausman did is that, He tries to front as a journalist, but you don't wildly speculate like that. And you certainly don't do it at the expense of the survivor of that trauma. And if you're doing that for clicks, then you're just, you're garbage anyway. But the entire thing, but because there is a history apparently, and I don't know, I, I know Jericho's political history and I'm not, I'm well aware of his outside the business stuff. And I've also read his books and you obviously don't talk about that stuff when you write your book because you're not like, and all these sexy women, like (laughs) you're not going to put that in your book. Right. But I know a lot about rock stars and I know a lot because I, I mean, I've been a backstage, I worked backstage live theater is most of my like experience. So I have a lot of experience with live performance. Like you just left out the whole B plot of all the chicks that are involved in that lifestyle. And we right. all know it because you can't go to all those clubs and do all those things you're talking about. And not have chicks throwing themselves at you because that's just right. the way that life is. That's the way so, that fame works, yeah. That's exactly. And and then I mean 
I it it this even led me to an old like Colt Cabana CM Punk freaking episode of uh, Art of Wrestling when they were talking about women and I was like, oh, I wish I had never seen that. That oh, made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that made yeah. me sad about the way they were talking about women in 2006. That's yeah. no good. I kind of have to chime in. Do, do either of you know who Art Bell was? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, cool, of course. Nation. Art Bell. Art Bell had his uh he had an autobiography called um, The Art of Talk and he did a chapter on women. The and what kind of women he finds attractive. And then he just had a random two-page spread of pictures of women he found attractive, in particular Shannon Doherty. That's it was the strangest crazy. thing I've ever seen in my life, and just wild. And I just, put, I don't know, I had to throw that in with the. Oh, that's amazing! There. I, that's, <laughs> I love Art Bell because he I did love, the, dearly the post to post. Yeah, he, all kind. He he fielded so many of our fun. Our whole conspiracy channel is filled yeah. with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know. Oh, but I have yeah, a Wi Files I... hoodie came in today. Ah, you it's in my one. mailbox. It's in my mailbox. I have to go get it. But yeah, um, I really, really, really want to get a Hacklefish plushie. I keep looking for it and I don't see it in the shop. But it's either way, because I, everyone bought be a... them up. We like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, but... if you're into if you're into conspiracies, anything like that, maybe the best show I've seen in twenty years. Yeah. Mel and Sam introduced me to it. The Y files on YouTube. Mm. You they go through whatever topic it is and they present the story as it's been told. Then at the end they break down. This has been disproven. This has been disproven. This we don't know about, you know. And it's kind of amazing, especially when you get to topics where they're like, we can't disprove any of this. And uh, either way, sorry for the distraction. That's um. <laughs> It's fine. You had me on. There was bound to be a tangent or 28. Absolutely. This is a show built on tangents. So that's absolutely true. So what about the match? What did you guys think of the match in particular? How did Sting and Darby, uh, how did Sting and Darby look in it? Those are the things I'm wondering about since I missed the match. Darby looked, Darby was Darby. He, he, he was crazy. He, he got thrown all over the place. They did a thing. Was it Takeshita and Hobbs or Bill? It was Bill and Hobbs where they did a, what would you call that? Like the hammock, the hammock spot. Yeah, kind of. Just basically threw him across the ring. Um, That's wonderful. And uh, Ricky Starks, God bless Ricky Starks. He just goes out there and tries to be a star every time. And these like things just keep getting in his way. He was trying really hard. Sammy Guevara was trying really hard. Okay. Um, but uh, it it ended with uh, Sammy beating Starks, and was frustrating oh, wow. to me because it, during that match, I was like, the match I want to see is Sting and Darby against Bill and Starks for the tag yeah. titles. That's the match I want to see. Oh my god! And when and when Sammy beat Ricky, it was like, well, I guess it's gonna be the Sex Gods. Which is fine, but like I have no interest, zero interest, no interest. Sting and Darby w- potentially winning the tag titles and maybe their last Sting's last match being with the gold on the line. That's what I want. I would love that. I, I normally don't that. like it when someone wins and then you vacate the title immediately. But like to me, this is the time you do it. Like I want make Sting him chase to win him. it. Yeah, ha- have yeah. the titles for a while. Win his last match, then you've got your tournament. 
Yeah. Um, you can put give me somebody that. over. There's plenty of people. You've got yeah. Top Flight. You've got yeah. uh, Bear Country, whatever they're called now, the Iron <laughs> Warriors or whatever. Yeah. yeah. My King Experience. No, wait. Like, I mean, yeah. um, the... <laughs> but it's, no, I don't, I don't think they're leaning into, like, Every single appearance should be Sting's mm. last appearance in that mm-hmm. place, and that yeah. should be. And I know you guys have talked about this before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know other people that I listen to have talked about this, but they are not leaning. When yeah. Mudo was going around last year, yes. everything was special. Everything was everybody was like broadcast. It was like Muto's gonna be on our show. He is gonna be on here. And I still this is we're coming up on our best of and for as many I was at Forbidden Door 2 and there were lots of great things about that show, but it's hard for me to say that the Muto Goodbye show, like Bye Bye Show, wasn't my favorite show of the year. It just Noah did an amazing job of presenting it and the way that they just tick the boxes mm-hmm. of all the things you want to see in his like farewell tour. And mm-hmm. I mean, they made like the kind of a little bit made deals with the devil. Cause like some of that stuff's coming back around, like, mm-hmm. but it was worth it because he got to like showcase being like, I'm here for the last time and I'm here for the last time. Right. Like, I don't, you didn't get to see him. Right. Mm-hmm. Kevin, when you were in nope. that, see that, but they're coming back to Tulsa in February, and I think he'll be okay. Then. So yeah, pre-revolution, I, I guess he better like, be. If right he's not there, I'm really pissed because if he doesn't, if he doesn't appear in Tulsa, that's well, that's just, stupid. It's just downright yeah. stupid. That's yeah. dumb. He should be on every major city for the next. And I was actually revolution. thinking, just like you were saying, I was watching this, and they and they did mention it at the end of the match. They were like, "This is the last time he's going to be in New York," and you know, and the crowd. Chandon said thank you staying and he you know did a bit of curtain call and all that also something they could have done when tickets were on sale exactly. i mean they sold out <laughs> anyway they, every, every time the tickets go on sale they should used. be saying sting's gonna be here or he's Reel not it in. Stop yeah this promoting is gonna be the last things. time right and they better be doing that in tulsa and and i'm like because if they did if they really like tickets go on sale i think next week and if they on the day the tickets went on sale said this is going to be Sting's last appearance in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I would probably try. Yeah, I would probably try. I would probably try to get ringside seats. Oh, like fuck. pay the extra, like because I was. Yeah. Like, I've told this story no. before. You know that like Sting was the first wrestler I ever got a high five from when I was a kid. You know, oh. to like be able to go to the show and high five him again. You know, it's such like a full yeah. circle thing. I would be like, is there a meet and greet? You know, what can I be? take my money? Yeah. And yeah. and I'm kind of broke right now. So that's like a like big deal. Big statement. <laughs> After Christmas. Yeah, a lot of people broke. are. And that's... it's just yeah. it's just like they I love that they've already sold what 12,000, 13,000 tickets that are gonna sell out that huge arena. Yeah. Oh, but and like, uh Greensboro. So yeah. Sam is going to that and Lyric oh is going awesome. to that and Nikki fantastic. and Sam because we had a big long conversation about it, and it was like, notwithstanding the Ric Flair situation, this is Sting's. Right. Like, you have to be at Sting's retirement, and right. her and all of her pals were like, "Yeah, this is Sting's retirement. That's all we're looking this at." Yep. 
And so they're going to be in, uh, which is funny because they were just there for a smaller promotion just launching. Darius Lockhart just uh, launched Ashe over there at the Greensboro Coliseum. But I think that's where that's going to be for Revolution. So, yeah. Oh, here's a really, sorry about that. Go, go. Really good comment here from Jake and Ader. Mox and Kingston made me feel like I was watching Masawa and Kobashi and Noah in 2003 again. I really was in awe. And the CCDM was an overall success, incredible match and tournament. That's a really good, yeah. I he summed it up so well. You summed it up so well, Jake. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate that. There's nothing more. I mean, you couldn't say it any better like that. It mm-hmm. really did. They need to stick with this concept, and they need yeah. to really yeah. build around it. It worked. Yeah. Like you built your G1. Now do what J- uh, New Japan does with it, which is they build their whole. Now, listen, they are going to, coming up in a few days, they're going to reset their storylines, and Mm -hmm. there's going to be a Wrestle Kingdom, and there's going to be a winner, and there's going to be a New Year Dash, and that's going to set up some stuff, and so they do Mm -hmm. it a little sooner than everybody, but that's going to kind of set the tone for their year. For AEW, I think Revolution is more that show, but... We still, at this point now that they've decided to add a 30th show, that's at least a pre-reset for the year mm-hmm. when you do right. that. So we need to right. see, like, like they built their stories that came out of that tournament. Yeah. Do something oh, yeah. with them, please. Yeah, Daniel Garcia is poised yep. to, especially after tonight, you know, when uh in yeah. the getting the win in that other eight man match, um, they they made a big deal to point out like Claudio and Brian Danielson like paying really close attention to Daniel Garcia during that match. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he's ready to do something. Even Brody King, I feel like there's ready they could do something with like, you know, Bro- everybody believes that Andrade's gone mm-hmm. uh, after tonight, so there's room. Uh, to do something. Remember the early days of the BCC yeah. when we expected them to keep expanding? Yeah. And they didn't? Mm-hmm. That'd be great if we ended up getting Daniel Garcia in there like we wanted in, in the very beginning. And I'm Marina a big fan Shafir. of big <laughs> And Marina yeah. Shafir. That would be Serena. perfect. Yeah. I, uh, uh, <laughs> I really I, want Marina in it. I like really. big factions like they have in New Japan where it's like seven, eight guys and it's more like a, like a training camp. Like it's, and a, Sue. Like it's an org. Right. Yes, Sue, right. Yeah. Like the, yes. best, the best friends, chaos extended. Well, they're universe. chaos. Yeah. They're chaos adjacent anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. it's very, um, it's like fight camps in MMA, you know? Yeah. Where you really exactly. do have 20 people there. And sometimes they move up and they're in the main group, and sometimes they're they're not so important. And sometimes they have to fight each other. I mean, Naito's exactly getting right. a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for the umpteenth time, and Los Ignobernales Los Ignobernales is yeah a huge part of that. Right. Yeah, his right. starting it, his being a part of it, his elevating other people in it. I mean, let's be real; like it it seems like a weird main event to us maybe but at the end of the day it's like he's so important that they need to give him his final run yeah yeah and it and it it, and it makes perfect sense from a storyline that it's the guy that you groomed to come up and now he's over you and you have to prove you can still have got it like that's just good stories i wish we'd get more of that 
<laughs> before. Tony sucks at pivoting. He yeah. cannot. He's the he worst. Is a, he's the bad. Like, I was saying this to Sam today because she was talking about the international championship and how John Moxley dropped it to Fenix and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but still, that wasn't a Tony call. That mm-hmm. was because when was you read the Observer, <laughs> literally yeah. John Moxley called an audible and said it wouldn't be right for him to right. drop, the, like to do the finish that way with what was going on. So he called an audible. John Moxley came up with that finish, not yeah. Tony Khan. Right. It's better short term booker by far um, <laughs> as Moxley. Um, before we move on to this next match, the only one originally booked for the show, which was came in at under 10 minutes. Um, are y'all aware of the Kevin Dunn story? The, I did hear that during the during the uh I started the to hear it. I mean just, just he's leaving the company. Just that he's leaving. Okay. He in his notes. And, it, right. and it likely has a lot to do with Endeavor handing down um handing down what's happening and rather than Him rather than Vince. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the only match that was pre-planned that went under 10 minutes, Swerve Strickland and Dustin Rhodes, even though it was originally supposed to be Keith Lee, came in at 9 minutes, 30 seconds. What do we think of this Gosh, it felt longer than that. (laughs) I I can't hate on Dustin. When did he he announce, like, when was that tweet? I couldn't ascertain. Was that earlier today? I don't know if it was ever tweeted. I it it was. I found out today. about it. Keithley tweeted at some point over the last few hours. I can't something to the effect of I can't promise anything. I've been dealing with an injury since Grand Slam. Um, wow. I'll do my best, but I can't make any promises. Hmm. To to which my brain went. Well, if you've known since Grand Slam, why would they right. give us you've this match? Wrestled a few been... times since Grand Slam. Well, beyond it's, that, it's... why would you give us this match that we've been all waiting for for right. two years? Yeah. If you knew there was a possibility of it getting, and then I didn't because for me, when I was watching the pre-show, was the first I heard. I was like, what? I heard it right before the pre-show. Yeah. So this the tweet was eight hours ago. He said, working with injury, yes, yeah, since Arthur Ashton of 2022. I wonder, I don't think this is the same, but I wonder if this is the long the long COVID uh, symptoms he was experiencing have kind of popped back up because he's only really been doing, si- yeah, he's only really been doing singles matches for mm-hmm. a few months now and only a couple. Mm-hmm. And that and was the short. reason they were keeping him in tag teams is because he couldn't, he didn't have the cardio to go that long. So watching that match with Dustin, I wondered if the like, plan I don't think for the Dustin match had any the, plan today before today. No, and I so I wonder if the plan for the match is what they were going to do with Keith. Like, was okay. the plan for the match? Let's do this thing with the cinder block and the mm-hmm. um and the leg injury so that you don't have to do as much, and you know it can basically uh uh have a. Let's see. Tony confirmed the doctor tried to save Keith Lee from himself. Oh, okay. So someone. So Vangit says the doctor confirmed decided to save Keith Lee from himself. Well, yeah. I mean, mean, eight hours ago, he was saying. Doctors are supposed to be for. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. If if just eight hours ago, he was like going to do it and he was worried he was going to F it up. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the doctors made that call. You don't see uh, many doctors. So I think they just told him. I think. 
I would be willing to believe no. that Dustin maybe even been the agent or the producer on that match or something. I bet I I bet he was. And so he probably knew how that match was going to go and they were like yeah. he's like I can go in with no prep and do that same spot. And so if it had been Keith, we probably would have seen Keith with the leg injury and that would have helped explain why he gets such a dominant loss and Okay. You know. So it's I fine. mean my feeling was like at the end of the day, like they still go to Dustin when they need someone in, yeah. in an emergency. It's like nine one one, somebody help! Like, and so <laughs> yeah. that was very much a yeah. uh, send up the natural signal. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, no, seriously. At the end of the day, I was like, they do have that one guy on their on their roster. Well, I can- love that. I love that. Like, there. even though when he's never like, whenever you see like backstage footage, like when they did the uh, the reality shows, yep. even the Cody mm-hmm. show. Every time they showed Dustin, he had the makeup on. Like, yep. I just always imagine that he's just back there. He's got the makeup. I was like, I'm he's going in, to work. He's in uniform. He's right. in that building. He's in uniform. That's right. He's ready I to go. I love that. I love That's it. Him. I love that. He's got his boots. He's got, there's no, there will never be an ex- accusation of Dustin Rhodes not having his gear at any show ever. <laughs> I, I just feel like I see him in an old cab like from the era of the TV show Taxi, yeah, bumping around, putting his makeup yeah. on on the way to the arena. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's like, that's you okay. Know you know, honestly, of all the people the in event. wrestling, he's he's someone I can get behind. Yeah, I'm good 100%. With that. Yeah. Okay, but this might be the the quickest turnover for him, maybe ever. No, finding out a few hours before the event yeah. that he's wrestling. Um, let's see what's next here. Timeless Tony Storm with Luther beat Riho. The most important question I have here is this the best Luther we're ever going to see? Probably. <laughs> I, I think, think the so. I think I think he needs like to bring the little screams role. back. <laughs> like you know the little screams he would do during his matches, the little girl, you know what little, I would like high pitched scream. He needs to bring that back and, and, and integrate it. That might work dynamic. with Timeless Tony. Yeah. yeah, I hope like. In a couple weeks, we'll hear a little one, and then a week or two later, we'll hear a little bit more until he just finally goes full Luther and loses his mind <laughs> at ringside. He's just I a crazed butler. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. He can only hold it together for so long. He's like sweating before he lets out. This is like knives out moment where he just can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tony is like, as a as a person who prefers my real sports wrestling. I still just absolutely love her, mm-hmm. even though I feel like she's not as good as she was before she did the gimmick in the ring. Yeah. Because she tries to do too much. I still just love watching her do her thing. So I'm like, absolutely. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, just keep, just, just see how far that you can take this in some ways. And at other times I'm like, uh, but I'd really love to have a, like an awesome women's world title match. Maybe so, as she I'm gets more unhinged. Maybe she gets more unhinged, Luther gets more unhinged with her. Yeah. And so she doesn't even notice that he's losing his mind because she's so far gone. And they just I'd turn like into that. gray gardens. Yeah. Codependent <laughs> narcissism where they like can't yeah. realize that they're like both like completely melting down. Someone needs to send someone needs to send uh Tony Storm a, a copy of Grey Gardens so she can watch that documentary. <laughs> That's a great idea. And they can start doing that gimmick. <laughs> it's just her and Luther. My absolute favorite <laughs> moment was when he handed he caught Riho 
and handed her and over. And handed her to Tony. <laughs> yes. I, I I literally looked at Bob, my husband, and was like, like a proper valet should do. Yes. Just, yes. <laughs> I have an important yes. question, Mel. Or say, yeah. Uh, how tall is your husband? He's six two. Okay. I guess it's you're very small. And so the I picture you together, I'm like, small. he's six six if he's an inch. I'm always sure he's six six no, or something it's, like that. He's six two and it cracks me up because we have a picture. Um so we were in an evolved show and uh Tommaso Ciampa happened to be wrestling at it and he walked by us and said, because Bob has a beard, my yeah. husband as yourselves. Mm-hmm. He has a pretty epic beard, and he takes good care of it. He's won a couple contests. I'm not bragging, but bragging. And uh, so I, Chompa walked by us. It was so hilarious because it was right before the show, and he's like, nice beard. And anytime anyone does that, we both turn and say thank you because he works very hard on it. (laughs) So it's like a compliment. So, and And it's like we turn around and realize it's like, right, because he had his, like, big old beard. And so, and this was when WWE was being really strict about having their like agents and weirdos run in and like be like, you can't do that without money. Like, mm-hmm. I got a picture with Kushida, and then a bunch of like dudes ran in, like, you can't. <laughs> like, threw the camera on the ground and stomped. Oh, on no, it. they're scary. Like, I had to learn, I learned how to get around them at a, me and a, a agent had a stare down when Suzuki was at a GCW show, but that's a separate story entirely. But so this was, so he walked by and he was like, hey, nice beard. And we were both like, hey, thanks. And we turned around, realized it was Champa. It was really cool. We were like, oh, can we get a picture? So him and Bob got a picture together and he's actually taller than Champa. And so people are like, he's billed at six. I'm like, he's 5'11". Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've yeah. got the picture. He's no more than 5'11". Like, yeah. I'm sorry, folks, but <laughs> I they round up on my government IDs because they don't put percentage. Like, I, I'm, right. I, my joke <laughs> is that I know I'm taller than Marco Stunt. And he's not wrestling anymore. But when he was, I was at least taller than one active wrestler. One active wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like 4'11". I remember I the first time I saw Adam Cole face to face at a show and realized, oh, wow, you're just a regular guy. You're just, just my dude. size. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that how, like I've met Keith Lee in new Orleans and he was no more than an inch taller than me. And I'm not very tall. Like I'm not, he six, was not like, tall. He's big dude, but he's not yeah. like super tall dude. He's massive. He was... but yeah. He's not that tall and they do a good job of making him look tall. I'm guessing it's the boots. I don't think he had boots on when I met him. Oh, there's all kinds of fun tricks for that. I mean, I've learned all of that stuff. I know exactly where to stand to make me look sort of like reasonably as close to. I my favorite thing is when people meet me in person because that that I literally get this every time. You really are short. <laughs> like it's, it's just, notable i don't have it's apparently my personality and then whatever all is bigger than my actual like, like i used to have her. girls on my soccer teams who would be like you're bigger than her and i'm like i'm literally not <laughs> but okay well, now, i believe now I'm looking you. forward to meeting you because i'm friends with a number of women who are like four four eleven 
We need to see okay. if you can. Beat I'm five two on my government forms. Okay, on the government. They round. Do you know the uh, Do you know the Liz Fair song Six Feet One? Oh yeah. I don't know that one. So you just made me think of that. That's from her first time. Guys, we were in a, when you guys had your uh, conversation about lady singers oh, yeah, the yeah. other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. You were in there, yeah. Whole, it, you were cracking me up because uh, it's. I found There's it funny that dudes boys talking about. Well, no, not only that, how I found it funny that boys and girls had similar experiences with. Yeah. Because I only I'm... knew other girls that mm. liked girl music until, like, because oh. my husband is a girl music lover. Like, he saw, uh, he won when he was living in Chicago a thing to see uh, Tori Amos in a studio session. Oh, wow. And, like, so he got to see her play piano and he actually talked to her afterwards. And because That's he was insane. in theater, they had a chat and he was like, You were nervous, weren't you? And he, and she was like, yeah, I'm not used to playing in small venues. And so they ended yeah. up having like a whole conversation based off that little like. Wow. Just because like you guys have both done inside, like you have done backside of mm-hmm. production, everything. You know, so you was... understand. And so sometimes Absolutely. you notice things that other people don't. It's the reason I became friends with the talent that I know and the talent that I know at Renaissance Festival has everything to do to do with just knowing how the stuff works. Mm-hmm. Because we all know the minute it's like my friend used to call it the nerd test. When you're in a room with people that speak the same language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moxley made a great point about this. He was like, uh, people don't necessarily understand wrestling language, but if you're smart and you sit and listen to people long enough, you understand what they're talking about. And then you start to put the words together and it's exactly that. And so it was very much like a lot of my Renaissance festival friends have come as a result of it's just carny culture is the same across the board. (laughs) Let me ask you this since you brought up, the rent uh ren fest have you ever seen or thought about doing ren fair wrestling kevin ely you are tapping straight into my heart so our <laughs> if bob and i had fu money yeah we have a uh, i have a little like uh my my dream journal of what we would do but because uh we love all that stuff we have a plan where we would build an all around a year round because uh, you can't run Ren Fair year round. Right. Mm-hmm. And but every Ren Fair is essentially set up to be a wrestling venue. If yeah. you and Pennsylvania is my favorite location because they have it right there. And it's they don't even do wrestling. They're missing the boat. They do all kinds of other stuff during the year, but they could run wrestling shows there. But our ultimate idea would be to have a Ren fair that has a stationary essentially where you did the joust yeah would be convertible to a Ren fair venue for all season because especially in michigan and john muse said this to me once like years ago when i first started talking to him and i realized that he was open to having discussions with me about wrestling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was like if you want a wrestling show in michigan you can find it just look it up like and it's not that's not a joke like we are still a territory there's all kinds of people doing stuff here all the time and i need to pay closer attention but i went to a gcw show two years ago 
I saw Alex Shelley wrestle Nick uh, Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm. I saw oh, the my, I got to see the Briscoe brothers oh, last time. They uh, uh second oh. gear, second gear crew. Yeah. Um, I have pictures. Yeah. It was like a triple decker, cages, tables, ladders, <laughs> super duper <laughs> awesome. Like I was so lucky because I did get to see them that year before Jay we lost Jay and I was like, but it's so, and there are groups out there who are interested because they do uh, Renaissance inspired wrestling stuff at a couple of the fairs we started to check out. It would be, it's so easy. That would be the same culture. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be such a, I mean, it's like, it really is. And you, it's, the overlap is silly and the communities. Yeah. Because like at the base of all of the, like there's a lot of stupid idiotic trolls and people that like are using people for clicks. But at the end of the day, like a place like this here, at Fight Game media or other place like that in general, the community is so great. Renaissance festival is like same vibe. Cause it's like, you're all a bunch of nerds who like nerdy stuff. We get dressed up and we drink out of horns. (laughs) We wear death jitsu shirts and cheer for guys in tights. Like we're all meant to be together. It's the same thing. (laughs) Absolutely. I think you need, I think we need to see a GoFundMe debut pretty soon. And it could, it could be a GoFundMe where it's not just you there giving you money. It's like the top tier, you get front row seats and so on and so forth. So they're helping to pay for the event that they want to go to anyway. Just it would it, it would be natural. Yeah, be very absolutely. natural. And uh, Pennsylvania does like stunt falls. And uh, I had a friend who was marking out really hard who was part of the cast that weekend. And he was like, they did two stunt falls and pyro and all this. Because like, <laughs> I mean, Pennsylvania has the best joust on this side of the country so far that we've that I've seen out of about five. Friend well, fairs on this words side. right there. And I mean, and that was one of the talent was coming over to me like, can you believe it's Joust? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Jousting a work. It is. It's all a work. It really? But it's, it was so cool because I got to bring a friend who's a wrestling fan to this most recent one because it was his Renfair. Technically, it was in his town. It was after mm-hmm. his wedding. Our uh, what wedding present was to bring them to Renfair. And uh, cool. we went to the, and they have a big arena and it's all set up. And him and I were sitting there and then we're like, okay, so that's the ill faction over there. Okay. Yeah. That's the baby faces and they're working for the queen, but the queen is under the enchantment of the evil. Like they actually did smart run fairs have storylines. Storylines. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, speaking of storylines, Tony Storm, who may be under the an enchanting by someone we don't know who yet, beat Rio. Um, again, I think my favorite thing in the match was I just remember we were Rio talking about Tony Storm and, and, hand, and handing, <laughs> Sorry about and that. handing her over. <laughs> and, any other thoughts before we move on to the loser leaves the promotion ma- match between Miro and Andrade? 
The only thing I want to say is that I do love Tony leaning into her like uh, old school 50s. Uh, yeah. The, the singlet and the, yeah. and the boots uh-huh. yeah. and the whole thing. I will always love that because that's an era of wrestling that I like. I love the history of and think is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, absolutely. if she keeps doing that stuff, I mean, I think she had to wrestle Riho because it's like prerequisite at this point when right. you become the always. champion. Always. <laughs> you she do. did her good and it was a lot of fun. And Did somebody earlier say that she, yep, she challenged Wendy Richter to a match? Um, oh, at the press, conference. the press conference. Yeah. I heard right. that. At least she so, didn't get asked about Taylor Swift, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Miro defeated Andrade and Tony. Uh, Tony has now confirmed that Andrade is gone at the press conference tonight. So uh, what do we think of that one? Gone, like gone from AEW? Yes. Yes. Perhaps yep. moving into jousting. We don't know yet. I would watch the crap out of Andrade. Jackson. I would. Me too. Yeah. I don't yeah. think easy he, to he, hit because his, his upper, his upper body is so wide. Yeah. I think he'd be a terrible jouster and it would make me laugh hilariously. <laughs> I don't think I'd Keith love Lee to see that, that guy well get busted on no. the, what's that? <laughs> I don't think Keith, well, Keith Lee would do well as a jouster either. No, I feel like no. his horse would be slowed down drastically and he is just a barrel with a head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You do have to be that. able to kind of balance it upwards. I think the uh, upper body yeah. guys are probably better with the, with their joust. But Let's uh, see, Vink and Bjorn says it's so crazy she's married to Juice because they're so different. Oh, uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, I would yeah. love to spend New Year's Eve with Tony Storm and Juice Robinson. I, I bet you oh they are God. like. But don't you imagine that bar. they're the normalist like couple like inside their house? They're the normalist couple in the oh, world. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I bet you that they're like, would you like some mold cider? We love to have it. <laughs> like seriously, I'm not kidding because that's like with both hands. Yep. Like unlike to... um, unlike Taya and Johnny TV, who had disagreements over dishes and had it out in the ring with the full <laughs> set of dishes. That's right. Enjoy that match because that's a healthy way to resolve your marital issues. Speaking of unhealthy marital issues. How do you feel about Miro's storyline being, I'm a straight up misogynist. And then the next week, <laughs> uh, the next week, CJ's like, you know what? I actually like that. She's into it. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. She's clearly had unresolved daddy issues the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. She Anything... was just trying. That was like total narcissist move, trying to make Miro jealous by going with yeah, Andrade. Yeah. And now that he's gone, it's I thought like, that's. Well, I thought I don't have movie. a job anymore because our boss fired my uh, stars. So, <laughs> what do you want me to right. say? What do you want me to say? Good night, Larry. Thank you so much for keeping us up to date on what's been going on at the Media Scrum. And thank you also to Sam Shipman, who's been keeping us up to date with the media scrum as well. Um, so anything that stood out to you guys in the match? I, you know, I've really liked Andrade lately. I've really, yeah, and that kind of sucks. That he's been so, giving it, he's um, really been winning me over as he's leaving. Yeah. As he's leaving. And I'm sure he's going to do great in WWE, which is a bummer because I don't watch it, but yeah. Um, but I'm also like, why Miro? Like, I don't. When they were like, oh, his record this year is 6-0 and in 2023. 
It's it like, could have been someone who wrestled six times. Yeah, you and know. he's gonna like that maybe twice as as many times as he wrestles in twenty twenty four. Right. I really feel like it. Uh, the only reason it might be different is he might be continue, you know, helping his wife continue her storyline. You know, I guess. Um, he doesn't seem that interested in wrestling <laughs> these days. Although he definitely who knows, doesn't it, seem that interested in uh, doing the job. If you mm-hmm. take me, no. Yeah. No. I think he's figured out like he's figured out a I I don't want to use the word scam, but yeah, I'll use the word scam. Like it's he's scam. figured out he's figured out how to find the sweet spot in his AEW career where he's just valuable enough to be taken care of, but not so important. Like he figures out how to just push it just enough. And it's like if I just stay in shape mm-hmm. and come out every two months and yell game over and squat do the same match over and over again i'm going to stay over and i'm going to have a job and i can stay home and play video games with my hot flexible wife yeah and it's like well not the worst scam no not the worst i mean good work if you can get it yeah okay next up blackpool combat club mark briscoe daniel garcia defeated brody king jay white jay lethal and roosh um 17 minutes 50 seconds what did you think i really enjoyed it yeah i thought it was good i thought it was a really fun wrap up to the to the tournament mm-hmm. and, and and some of the more new japan yeah. uh the more new japan faithful in the discord were pointing out oh this is like classic g1 like last day of g1 you've got the big multi-man task you know and it was fun because they would pair off and you'd see like, oh, remember when they had this match, you know, and they would yeah. do a little callback to that. And um, and we already talked about it, but I loved that like Garcia got to great. shine and he got yeah. to get the win. That was huge. Um, I hope he poor keeps Lethal. Poor Jay going. Lethal. I just feel sad for Jay Lethal. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Jay minds take you know more of the character. Being the job I think yeah. uh, I think Jay Lethal the man is fine with all this. But by the way, this was the first time Jay Lethal looked old to me, and I hate saying that, but not physically, just like in his beard, he was getting a yeah, lot of white. Got a like little gray. Us. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little gray. Um, all right, Hook versus Wheeler Yuta. This is the <laughs> I didn't see this one. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. I'm not, not nothing. I'm Who not jumping on them. I'm not jumping yeah. on them. It's Nobody nothing like that. It wouldn't be fair to dump on them for what it's exactly the match that you think it is that it should yeah. be. That yep. it's it's not. This was not like I, what I would be like if this was like, oh, you know, they sent you to see Titanic and it was actually the usual suspects. <laughs> I would tell you, but this was not one of those moments. This was exactly what the like huh. you the yeah. trailers told you the truth. You knew you got the, the whole thing. story. It's basically like, yeah. imagine a hook match and insert two trash cans and a stop sign. Yep. And that was the match. That sounds right. Thank you. Yes. All right. <laughs> I did I did one thing that I did laugh at though was, you know, they 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 were clearly building trying to build to a big spot by they played the um I didn't know what this was until someone explained it, but uh Yuta comes out and talks trash on the Long Island crowd. Mm-hmm. And gets interrupted by a horn, and I was like, "I expected horn? the hockey horn coming in." It's the hockey horn. 
right? Yeah, I thought like some yeah, some eighteen wheeler was gonna pull yeah. up and yeah. Thank God they explained it because yeah. once <laughs> I the as soon as Excalibur explained it, yeah, it uh-huh. made sense. But it was right. like, why are they? And I was like, yeah. Is that a hockey horn? Yeah, because... so confusing. But then they, so I guess the Islanders play that horn, and so they're clearly playing to the hockey crowd. And then at the end of the match, Hook pulls out a hockey stick mm-hmm. and like shows it to the crowd, and like you could tell it was built for like, oh, the hockey people will love this. Yeah, it's hockey. Hockey yeah. people love hockey. There were so and, many hockey references. But in then, this this uh, then he, show. But then he swung the he swung the stick and it like was gimmicked so it kind of broke in his hand as he swung it and so he had, he had to hold it together with his hands as he swung it and hit Yuta with it and he did it enough to where like the crowd was kind of, you could tell the crowd was kind of like all right that was bad but we're but we'll we appreciate the effort you gave it like, your best you gave it your yeah. best effort like they we like had a crowd was very forgiving almost 2024 crowd not a right. uh, 1977 <laughs> right. crowd yeah they were like it's all right we'll let you get away yeah. with it because you were sucking up to us so you guys are so good you're doing such a good job you <laughs> that, that was the moment though that i was like oh no this show may be cursed <laughs> Okay, so did you think there were some cursed things before that? Well, there was that the, Statlander Nightingale match where they were just they just got blown. They up had like a that. really bad thirty seconds. Yeah, in the middle of that match, I think they just. Like got I tired. really liked everything else, uh-huh. but that yeah, because they're both doing like power moves. Yeah, and they're both clearly trying to one up each other with power moves, and uh, some of messed it's up. Tough when you think that like even you get disappointed when you're. Like if you're not a starter and you think you should be, you're gonna get bummed yeah. about that. Yeah. And yeah. so if you think that you should have been on the main card and you end up on the undercard or the pre-show mm-hmm. or whatever, like literally ninety minutes before the that show, does before. have a mental yeah. effect on you. Yeah. I don't care I who you are, but yeah. it has to, yeah. And there are two people who are. I mean, those are they have a story. Yeah, that had a story too, just like Julia and I mean, at least Julia and mm-hmm. Abaddon had a story. Thank you, yay, wonderful. Yeah. It wasn't just thrown together, right. but they had a story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I don't care who agree- disagrees with me. I loved the battle royal. I really loved it. Really, it, it had everything I liked man. in the battle royal. You had a twenty man battle royal. I actually really was more it. more impressed with it than I thought I would be because I had I. Just was like okay. It was whatever. just a good basic battle royal, and you had you had everybody attacking uh, uh, Lucha and Lance early, um, Lucha Switch and Lance, and then of course Switch they come in swords. late, and then yeah, Switch of Swords. That's exact. I was trying to remember, and I loved that we had uh, we had Trent and uh, Danhausen near the end, and they managed to eliminate one, but it didn't quite work on the other because. Of course, Danhausen got eliminated quickly by Trent. I did like that. <sighs> Poor Danhausen, but yeah, I just I don't know things like that. I really liked, and so I I enjoyed the I really enjoyed the pre-show because of Willow and Chris mm-hmm. and and uh, Switch Source and Beretta. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, fair enough. All I got on that. Enjoyed it. I'm a, I'm a mark for for battle royals for some reason though. I like I mean if they're fun and silly and make sense. I'm and if everyone's that. terrible, 
Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I've watched more I've watched more Royal Rumbles than WrestleManias in my life. Yeah. Like that's yeah. I don't Fair. I don't ever if miss I only watched one Royal Rumble. Be that. Yeah. Yep. Right there with you. Okay, let's see. And then we we kind of talked about Willow and Chris already, so that's the whole mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. Uh what was your favorite match? <sighs> we need answers here, people. Probably Eddie answers. and Moxley. Eddie I was just yeah, I was okay. gonna say yeah. I think Eddie and Mox was my favorite for just pure wrestling match. Yeah. 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 I think it probably most people is gonna come down to Copeland and Christian Cage in that one. And I think like you said, Mox and Kingston were a pure wrestling match. There was a lot of story there. There was a lot of heart in this one. Um, yeah, there you go. It's I think it's all going to come down to those two matches. And, and I think Adam Copeland and Christian Cage gave us way more than we expected, at least mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It was way more Definitely. than I expected. That um, that yeah. that in a lot of ways that I almost said that as my favorite, just because I had no expectations for it. I did. I thought it'd be boring. Yeah. I was really worried because by the time we got to that, I was like, this crowd is kind of like not into this <laughs> show. And yeah. so I thought, I just thought back to all those like WWE matches where edge and Randy Orton had the snooze fests. Yeah. I thought, oh man, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> and oh. so I was really into it. As far as like when I got the most excited, it was probably that match. No, okay. it ended up being way, it over delivered for where I, ex- my, my expectations were way down. And so for me, it was like, it didn't end up like meh. It actually ended up in the like, yeah, that's yeah. great. I feel yeah. good about how, how they ended up managing that. Like So when they pulled the trigger on the uh, immediate, yeah, cash the money in the bank cash in yeah. right there. <laughs> did that what was your reaction? Was it like I fully expected it, but I did not yeah. expect um Switchosaurus to hand over hand over the bag, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We had like guessed who might win, include because we didn't know this morning when we did yeah, our show at one. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't know who was in the 20 man yet. So we had yeah. guessed everyone from the possibility of Jack Perry to, mm-hmm. I mean, um, even this happening. Although I don't think, but one thing I did realize, I was like, we didn't even think of Luchasaurus. Yeah. Yeah. And when this... he entered the match, I was like, Oh, well, huh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we had discussed the possibility of a cash in, mm-hmm. but we had discussed it with a bunch of other people and Luchasaurus never came up in those, yeah. those. And it was like weird. And I was like, Oh yeah. The giant dinosaur who has right. beef with Christian. <laughs> yeah. And That's part of what me I like thought that it. he was gonna yeah. Yeah. keep it. And actually go maybe with like give it like keep right. it and give it to Copeland or keep uh-huh. it and defend it on Copeland's behalf, but he in fact did it you know hand yeah. it over. I never even thought of him handing it over to Copeland. Didn't think of that at all. Oh, um, for half a second I was like because Christians treated him so crappy. Yeah, that's I, what I liked about it. I just always he, thought he was going to take it when he won. I thought, oh well, you could either have it. Didn't spoil the. The yeah, Adam Christian match for me yeah. because I thought either way that that's an interesting dynamite next. Oh, year. I thought you he know. was gonna run straight to Adam Copeland with it. Yeah, like I for me, I was like, 
give I'm him finally a... going to get back at my douchebag boss. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, have Christian beat Edge in the match, but then have him come out and give him the rematch so that Edge give, beats him in the rematch. Give See, that... uh, Edge, yeah. I thought... I thought Luchasaurus to get back at Christian was going to give him the cash in and let him do it. That would have been either now or maybe later on down the road. Well, now that we've seen the battle Royal, we know that this is the first pay-per-view in AEW history to have not a single member of the elite on the card. Is that true? Yeah. No, Adam, no, Adam, no hangman, no hangman, no Kenny, no, uh, clearly, yeah, no, um, young bucks and no, uh, no Cody, no Cody. Yeah. Obviously. Wow. Even though he yeah. could come back at any day. It is with no his elite wrestling his big work. Yeah. No elite wrestling. And, uh, I mean, it was great that we managed to, that they're able to do a card without yeah. them, but I was really hoping we'd get hangman at least Me too. In, in the battle royal. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought he, he got a. Uh, if anybody got the short end, that's probably yeah. Hangman yeah. right now. Yeah. Although maybe he he could be very happy at sitting at home. It's well, true. but if MJF yeah. if um if MJF is out for a bit, uh-huh. which it seems like indications are he's probably going to be gone for a while, just yeah. healing up. They that may be why they involved Hangman a few weeks back is so that. Adam Cole and his crew have someone to feud with is that mm-hmm. yeah. they're like, Hey, we rule wrestling now. And then hangman page comes out and uh, you got like hangman Wardlow. At the, yeah. I think it would have to be Wardlow at this point. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All right. Although I heard that uh, Wardlow might hit MJF IRL. And so they're worried he might kick his arse. So, Oh, <laughs> well, he got a pretty good power bomb on him too. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see. What was this here? I really like that Adam Copeland won with the kill switch, the disrespect, and then Christian did the same. Yeah. yeah. So we had three kill switches appear in this. Uh, That's true. In this match, <laughs> and of course, the the shortest match of the night was Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland at eleven seconds. Wow. For the second title, the change. shortest reigning. Thank God it wasn't right, a women's right. match because, geez. <laughs> no, the women. Had- let's see. 11.35 for Julia Hart. Tony Storm was 11.40. Willow, was, uh, Willow Chris was 13.25. They gave they all yeah, kind of got fair, their but time. That's, that's good time. Yeah, those are solid times. Those are really good. I'll get, really, I, I can was, live with that. Yeah, there were only a few that were longer. I'm surprised that Miro Andrade was, was 14.45. Blackpool was 17.50, that eight-man. And then, of course, Copeland Christian was 25 minutes, and the last two were 17.50. Like, nobody got that much more time than them other than Adam Copeland, Christian Cage. I felt like this one was one of the more, like... Evenly distributed? Timely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, even, like, yeah. it felt more like it had almost a more New Japan timing mm-hmm. to it than a... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes... It's not WWE like because he doesn't run the packages precisely. Mm-hmm. It's. I just... wish they would 
find a couple of spots to do that though. Cause sometimes I just need to go make a sandwich. Agree. I yeah. completely agree. I don't have a, I don't have a like sour spot for, I mean, WWE overdoes it. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. You're, but I think remember- putting those in there for people that may be just buying the pay-per-view or hanging out with their buddies and trying yeah. to get into wrestling. Right. I know that's this very tiny little percentage, but it's yeah. a small percentage of a small percentage of us who watched in the first place, so we'll right. take it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you remember like a month or a, maybe a month, maybe two months ago? I don't even think it was that far back. We were talking about how supposedly the AEW was, was about to be going to a more New Japan model. Do you remember us talking about that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here we're talking. We're talking about we just saw the AEW version of the G1. Mm-hmm. The timing of the matches is much more New Japan. Mm-hmm. This might be the first major show we've watched where they are doing what we were told they were going to be doing. They've also it, started incorporating post-match promos in their content. Which I really, uh, really which like. Which I love. Well, yeah, and it's clearly it's upsetting the, the Apple the, cart because yeah. people are leaving. Yeah. And the clearest indication that a company is changing is people leaving, whether it's good or bad. That's like right. sometimes it can mean good or sometimes it can mean bad, but sometimes it can mean good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If if this is the new AEW, thumbs up, down in the middle, where are we at? What do you think? I'm also, like- I had way too much trouble doing my thumbs in the middle. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened there. It's it's difficult. Not my my thumb is like starting to go up again. How about that? Okay, yeah, that, I like that. Yeah, my and my meter is me. trending towards up again, <clears throat> as opposed to. I think the biggest test is going to be making sure they can hang on to the momentum that they built over the last couple months. Yeah, until revolution, which fortunately isn't that far away, but still is in March. Okay. Oh, they still got time to come up with some pay-per-view to launch in between. Right. Oh, one one last first of all, I'm I'm kind of thumbs in the middle because I'm hoping it keeps going this direction, but I've still been really out on AEW for the last few months. Mm-hmm. It's been increasingly hard to watch even though I have loved the Continental Classic. Um my last question though uh for the night is um Oh my god! I lost in the in the time it took for me to make that comment. I completely lost what my question was, and it was really it was a really good one. I promise. Let me it was see. It's a really good question about the era was, of twenty twenty four, and we'll just was, keep like telling you. We'll throw words at you so like good. wrestling and AEW, and you'll just, think of it. It's again. like Mansoor. I'm like what? Mansour. What? Um, Marseille. <laughs> oh shoot i can't remember i cannot remember at all i don't think i'm gonna get it back but i really enjoyed this pay-per-view even like my falling asleep wasn't due to boredom it was just due to exhaustion um but uh what would you rate it kevin on a five-star scale and being a five-star scale of course you can go to seven in the tokyo dome yeah in the tokyo dome but it was in long island so right i would uh i don't like a Three and a half, four, like okay. good. I'm kind of right there. I'm three and three quarters. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think I'd give it about a four. Like, okay. Only because, and the only reason I'd give it the extra quarter or half is because 
I really didn't need this pay per view. I wasn't like interested in this pay per view. I until no. the last couple weeks was like, God, I have to buy another pay per view. Like, yeah. and then when I actually got within the week of it and stuff, and this, I was like, Oh, and we did our show this morning. We did the pre show. I was right. like, mm-hmm. The pre yeah, okay. show. Yeah, the pre pre show. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, no, I'm into this. I this is a good and it's the right time. Like tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Yeah, I did like that timing. Yeah. It's this could be a real fun thing to have as part of this holiday, this last that weird space in between Christmas yeah. and New Year's and all the weird like if you're a New Japan fan and Noah, like there's a bunch of those shows coming up in the next few days but right i like it it's in a good spot i hope that i really and i like the culmination of the tournament at it they i think that i do too i think that needs to be i like the idea that that's the culminating factor and then the big big show for the big big belt is the all all out no it's all in at so wembley basically is your is your wrestle kingdom i love the idea i think it was Chris Samsa maybe, or maybe it was Muse that that suggested moving the Continental Classic, swapping the Continental Classic and the Owen. Yeah. And and doing the Continental Classic in the spring and the winner gets the all in title shot. I love that. I love it. Oh that yeah. That's a great idea. Especially um, Osprey's in it next year. Because they could about- put the Owen into the holidays, which would actually be nicer because yeah. it would kind of like the holiday spirit and the whole things mm-hmm. around that, that might make yeah. like having the Owen, which is more of a ceremonial tournament than an actual, uh, right. Driving force tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That might actually make a lot more sense where you put this C2 in the spring and mm-hmm. put the Owen at the holidays where you're right. thinking about family and giving and donating to the heart foundation. And yeah, good point. You know, yeah. I th- they did a good job with, with having a very, depleted roster i think the biggest miss was booking swerve with keith in the first place because that feels so old and so dated Mm -hmm. and when swerve is so hot right now and then the fact that they have to know keith has been wrestling injured or depleted they should have had someone better set up Mm -hmm. for for swerve even if you just had to go back to one more with Adam mm-hmm. Page, mm-hmm. Um, it would be it would still be a big match, even though we've seen it. Um, I don't know. They did a good job with what they had, I think, other than that one misstep. Um, and they finally right. pulled the trigger on the thing they've been teasing for months and months. So yeah. we've got, like, thank I God, we like... got that out of the way. Yeah, finally, finally, <laughs> exactly. Oh, one thing. Um, since we had no. New WWE signings appear on this show. Do you think there are going to be any this time around? Because they all were were they were all legal to use as of December twenty second. I expected somebody. I didn't know who. I expected somebody. Yeah, I expected someone to show up, and we got I, no one. I was hoping. I expected, but was hoping. I was cautiously optimistic that they wouldn't, because I feel like they've got a lot going on, and they don't need. They have a bloated roster as is. I it's they haven't traded anybody out for the new people they've got already, really. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that 20 man kind of showed it was like when was the last time you saw I mean it's we've yeah. seen Kip Sabian like yeah. three years 
or right. three times yeah. this year. Like, and, I've, and each time I've liked him so much more than I used to like him. He feels like he's hitting more than he yeah. was, and they could Finally use that. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I personally love Dark Order, and, yeah. I, and I don't watch ROH. I don't have time to watch it, so this is the first time I've seen them in forever, and I barely yeah. saw them. Yeah. And they're pretty active on ROH from because Sam covers it. So I mean, they I'm glad. seem to be I'm glad. so they get their time. But I just, I don't know. It's yeah. Well, look, looking forward, we have a full fem- we have a full female roster right now with all these people coming back. I really hope Britt comes back as well, and I really hope this is the year of the female division because I've I've liked everything I've seen lately. So many people have grown so much. I really wonder who is if it, if it's still Dustin that's helping to train everybody, um, but I would love to I would love to know more about the behind the scenes on that sort of thing. Who helped Julia Hart get from where she was to here? Um, I'm really curious about that sort of thing. But we have gone almost two hours. So for me, from Sam, from Kevin Ely, have a great time, <laughs> you everybody. Me Sam, <laughs> you, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know what? We're thanking Sam anyway. She's been in the chat. Let's it's okay. Let's I don't mind. Well. From the pop, <laughs> yeah. From me, the power bombshells, and Kevin Ely and Larry Sternshine. Have a great one, everybody. Hope to see you back here again next weekend. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.